What's up, kids? Welcome to Poolside Chats with Dom and Chris, the show where we talk about everything from music production to the spiritual side of music creation. I am Chris. And I am Dom. And here we go. I've been searching for singers for my upcoming release, and I got a lot of sample files, and they were like, I was like, wow, this singer is really great. So like, I kind of said to these singers that I was interested, I was like, hey, I need a demo. I need 20 seconds of your voice on this track. Just show me your energy and you know your tone and stuff like that. And 85% of them did not sound like their, their reference tracks, or either that or they didn't feel my song or they didn't bring the energy I thought yeah. I needed. And it's like the same goes for mixing and mastering. If, if you're going to outsource it, just ask. Be like, hey, can I hear 10 seconds of my track mixed? Can, it, can I give you three stems? Can you put 30 minutes into this for me? Like, I'll happily always do a 20 second um, mix for somebody or a 20 second master. I'll master, you know, the first eight That's bars. That's really common these days. Yeah. Mastering is great for that. That's it is. what I, the problem, it is. it's like, Mixing's so important, but the problem is it's so hard to um, not like just sound like you want someone's money. It's like um, not saying that it's hard to just get people to send you money for it, right. but it's hard to get people to trust you with it. Oh, you know, just nearly be- impossible because it's so hard to show what you can do without getting that full mix done. Right, right. And the problem is it takes quite a long time right. to do it right. and do your best work, and then it's just obviously money makes everything hard with that. It does. It you know, because I mean, if this was the easiest, well-paying job in the world, everyone would do oh, it. Totally. You know, totally. But um, so it's hard to find that line of like how much you can show people with yeah. mixing, especially like mastering. Like you know, like it's it's way easier to way just easier. show people what you can do way and easier. let them know what you got. But and I think that's good because most people, honestly, these days are making music. They want to mix their own stuff. Yeah. So it's like if you're looking for a mastering engineer, if you're looking for a mixing engineer, I would say, you know, do the best job you possibly can. And there's a lot of like mentorship programs now that offer like you can sit down with like a mm. guy that's really well, I had a lot of skin in the game for an hour and he'll show you some secrets and work with you. And that's huge. These I had programs a guy that exist. I had a guy. That's funny. You brought that up because, um, how many times have you been contacted asking kind of like as an apprentice? Yeah. Like, do you have people asking if they can be your apprentice? All the time. I actually like, got a call three days ago about a guy who wanted to intern for Continuum. Yeah. And it's like, I, I wish I was at that point to where I could just, and the problem is, is people don't realize my place is probably way farther than they oh, think. Way farther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, this guy wanting to just learn from me and we try to come up with some ways to do it. Like he, I think he uses logic too, which would have helped a lot, but I just would have had to use only plugins he had right. and just go over theory. Like this is what you can do and to make it sound better. And like this right. attack setting, you know, right, more right, of like right. the technical theory and not necessarily the gear I would actually use, yeah. which would have been cool. And, um, then I we're kind of been on and off still about the whole thing and just kind of having more of a learning experience mm-hmm. rather than my best mix and make right. it sound the best. Right. Um, but even, and then he had like a friend, I guess that wanted to maybe send me a mix, but then he wanted me to take notes on like how I did stuff mm. and all that. Mm. It gets kind of complicated, but I really like that approach if yeah. you can pull it off. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, is like, that's the thing about living in a bigger area with more people right. than where my studio is, is because I could have more things like that. Like for instance, my client now was interested in being a mixing engineer. Mm. It would have been perfect. Oh, totally. He could sit with me yeah, and great. do all that. I could just go over everything. I almost wish he would want that, right. but he right. doesn't, you yeah, know, he sure. just, he's, which is cool because then it's more well, of a I respect straight, that because yeah. it's like, I think what a lot of artists try to do these days is they want to do it all. And they, they then they get farther away from producing or songwriting. It's like, if you're a songwriter and a 
producer, invest as much time as you can in that. That's where the money is. That's where you're going to thrive, you know? And you know what? And um, would you say that it's important to go into that kind of situation? Like even, like even if you have like me five years ago, mm-hmm. knowing not much, like going in being like, this guy isn't better than me. I'm not better than him. We're, no one's better than anybody. And we just have different things to teach each other. Yeah. You know, even great. if even if you know, like, let's say I have someone just starting out. Yeah. And I was like, just do a mix for me, just for fun. You yeah. know, just in my studio. Yeah. Like, who knows? He might do something that I didn't think before. Absolutely. Just because he has no idea, like, the proper, quote unquote, right. air quote, ways right. of using gear. And I'm no, like, for God sure. damn, that sounds good. No, for sure. You know, it's like, I, there's I actually, always something to learn no, from ignorance sure. almost. There is. Like, well, I think of it like, cause I, I used to play a lot of Texas Hold'em and it's like, there was like a phrase, there's two phrases in Texas Hold'em. They're like, if you sit down at the table and in 30 minutes, you can't find out who the sucker is. It's you. That's one. <laughs> I, I, I like that. And then the second thing is, is that, um, there's people out there that really don't know like how to play the game. So they'll go fucking all in with like pocket threes. And you're like, pocket threes, there's a flush on the board. Like, what are you doing? And somehow they'll win. And it's like, you have to respect the people that are just blindly turning knobs. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this to the kick. It's like, I never would have thought of that. But if it sounds good, you, you got to respect the ignorance because they're just really in the zone being creative. And that's cool. I, I have yeah, a lot of you respect gotta, for that. You got to shed egos in a, in a field that's extremely subjective. Yeah. Even these professional mixes and all, like these are all just breeded from just practices that have been over and over again oh, yeah. ingrained into our minds. Oh yeah, totally. Like there's no reason it's almost dumb luck that we don't like just super crushed mixes. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, obviously you can get into the anatomy of the ear and why we don't like just super distorted stuff all the time right. and all that. But there's, it's almost dumb luck that we don't like, like just no, comp- like if it's a few people back in the day that started mm-hmm. doing all these things, like big studios, like Abbey Rhodes that started compressing and doing these right. like reverb tricks right. and all these things that were on, happened to be on beautiful records right. with great sounding arrangements. And amazing musicians. You know, it like all starts musicians. like all of our favorite mixing yeah. choices are yeah. all done from great arrangements. Like right. the ones that are attached to great songs. Right. Like why do we like a fat drum set? Well, John Bonham with an amazing band. Right. John Bonham, Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah. yeah that's his name. Yeah. 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 I know it's Bonham. I was yeah, making yeah. sure it's John. I like, think it's John. <laughs> Jimmy Bonham. Jim. Just mix the two. Good old Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, uh, you're, you're spot. Like, yeah. think, it, but it's also too, that it's the recording aspect of it too. That was such the art. Cause back yeah. then they didn't rely. Everything on the gear, was an art. You yeah. know, like it's like, it was about performing a song a hundred times before they went in, making sure every take was perfect, you know, layering overdubbing, like amazing musicians, like going into the vaulted ceiling with yeah. that drum set, you yeah. know, just so you can get that fat, put a mic all the way up there, a ribbon mic yep. all the way up there yep. just to get that, you know, it's just like, we're spoiled now, you yeah. know, we can emulate anything. I mean, you can like, be in a cathedral like in your dog would you consider that a problem is that we almost could think we think we can emulate everything and so we're always trying to strive for these things but then it's also subjective too because what's wrong with getting close and then just it's almost a new sound at that point well, it is most you know, of them are it's all it's all a mindset so it if is. you think you're getting that's like a whole plug-in versus analog thing it's right. a mindset right. if you're frustrated that your plugin's not getting the actual analog tone right then you just need to flip your mindset and be like, who gives a shit? I'm yeah. going to do it to where I like For it. Sure. And so what, this is an emulation of an actual piece of gear right. that most people haven't even heard. And right. that's almost better right? because then you just use it to where you like it. Absolutely. Right? I, well, I think for like reverb is a really good example of this. Yeah. Like, like for instance, if you want to feel like you're in a big lush hall, I mean, 
there's nothing going to probably beat like a Bercassi or something like that. It's just going to sound no, really, nothing's really going to be being in a big lush well, hall and recording too. the reverb. Well, that's true, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. it's like if you have to get somewhere close to that, like at least a unit like a Bercasti is like they went there with high end mics, high end engineers, and recorded these impulse responses and stuff like that, and actually be able to do that. Maybe that's not. I the think Bercassi. they're just no, they're just algorithm, really nice algorithms that are. I think the Bercasti is just a really, really, really nice plugin. Like, and they they mix like it's like three really, really nice plugin algorithms together to make it. Yeah, I listened to the guy who made it. He's doesn't he's not even really into. He's just like a geeky dude that just really likes making. Hmm. Night. He worked. I think he worked for TC Electronic, but it's amazing that oh, these that engineers, yeah, behind some of these gear pieces of gear, like don't make music. That I can't remember. I mean, I'm totally. I could be totally wrong, and he might be a complete music nut and yeah. love. But some people just like the no, way love, certain things yeah. sound. Like, well, they're they're engineers. Yeah. those are like true engineers. Yeah. you know, they're like real audience. They're engineers. not like thinking, oh, this is gonna be the luscious reverb in a, in the world. They right. like do something, and then just ends up being the best thing for this. And right. they weren't even really thinking about that. Right. You know, and just it's happens a lot. No, I, I believe that. I think what I was getting at is like, like I'm thinking of like convolution reverbs, yeah. how they capture things. So it's like, there's like three tiers in my opinion. There's the real thing. So it's like a guitar is a great example. Like anybody can go buy a guitar and record it and it's going to sound like a real guitar, right? But then you can also get like a native instruments pack that has guitar samples, okay? Or you can buy a loop pack that has guitar. Or you can buy a synthesizer that synthesizes the guitar. Each one of those are going to have a different sound. So it's like, you just have to ask yourself, what is the right thing for you? Like yeah. to say, oh man, I have this serum patch that sounds like a guitar, but I'm bummed because it's not a real guitar. It's like, yeah, but it's it's a cool thing that's its own thing. And it's it's a digital creation that can enhance your creativity. If you want a real guitar tone, buy a guitar and learn to play or hire yeah. a guitarist. Like, the, But the thing is, there's like that's why I hate all these comparisons. Like, oh, that EMT reverb doesn't sound like the real thing. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be its own thing that was modeled after something else. It's like, if I, for instance, enjoy Tony Robbins, okay, as a motivational speaker, and I want to motivate people, like I can motivate in the style of Tony Robbins. I can say his exact phrases, copy all of his mannerisms, but Tony is Tony. I can't be Tony. I can be me That's and a using him as a model. Because he, his person projects a certain way, acts a certain way with all of his life's experiences beforehand that you will never I be able to emulate. But you can that. study as much as possible right. to get as close as you can. But it's funny because everything in music was just always a more cost-effective way of doing the thing before. Right. Because even like having big lush halls where you actually recorded it, they would spend these... Um, like engineers and they would pay for these engineers and construction workers to build these underground mm -hmm. bunkers mm -hmm. yeah. for chamber reverbs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they eventually digitalized it. Right. And then eventually we digitalized the digitalized version. Right. Right. And it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like, everything's just to be more cost effective, but it's funny. Cause then it's a, uh, yeah, it's just funny. No, um, it is. It is. But they they all have a place, and that's what that's exactly. Why I, that's and the they're, point. They're here. all. You have to get off the 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 sound. Like sometimes we even get caught up in like, oh, just for fun. Yeah. You know, this it doesn't sound like that. Right. But if I use this for that, it doesn't need to sound like no. that. You know, it doesn't no. matter. No, no one in the like I was just telling Chris today. Like I waited three months longer than I should have for these stam compressors. The bus compressors. Yeah, they're, they're the SSL. Yeah, SSL clones. clones. Yeah. And I compared it to the SSL plugin. I couldn't like, oh, I couldn't tell a difference. It was wow. like a five percent difference. Wow! 
like that, that much just just no 5%? that's like i don't attribute that to being the the um ss like the clone being bad i yeah. attribute that to the ssl plugin being great mm, because that's well said yeah that's because i have. uh because i compared it to the glue and the waves i could tell a difference really you know like the ssl bus compressor is just an amazing plugin right um their actual one the SSL one? Yeah. By SSL? Yeah, by yeah. At the yeah. Duende. Yeah, Duende. And it's yeah. like, I just... That's a great plug. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it was cool finally hearing something to where I honestly could tell myself where I don't reach for the analog automatically mm. because I know that I prefer it right. and that I could tell a difference. Right. And um, it's different. There's subtleties. Like if I push them hard, there's a little bit of a difference, you know, but I mean, that plugin just holds up so well. Even when I pushed them, I was like, okay. Cause at first, you know, I was like, I can't tell a difference. I'm getting like four dB of gain reduction, whatever. It's pretty normal stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, usually you can tell when you slam the attack, there's like a certain transient pop you right. get right, right with the analog versus the digital. Right. It's like all in the transients. It's all in like certain pops you get and certain just vibes. Mm-hmm. And they were just so close to where I was like, wow. I just started reaching for the plug-in more because I didn't wow. like glad these pieces of gear weren't super expensive. If I right. bought the actual SSL, oh, I'd be down a oh, lot man. more money, Oh yeah, you know, but oh, yeah. um, I still appreciate having it, but it's just, it was just really cool being honest with myself yeah. and being like, finally yeah. there's something to where I don't, I could easily shed this piece of analog gear and mm. like that's cool. not miss it. That's you know? very cool. I think that's a hard place for all of us to get to, too. So we get so attached to our plugins yeah. and to our gear. We don't want to let them go. But it's liberating when you can actually get that objective to yourself. Where you're like, you know, I can do this in the box. Yeah. And it's totally cool. And I mean, I think that's a very freeing place to be because that's when you know you've really transcended in your process to where it's like, it's not about the stuff anymore. It's like you're using objective hearing and you're saying, I can get away with this. This just does as good as for the track. I can feel the emotion of this. And I think that's that's vital. So the fact that I'm impressed, like the digital realm, we live in like the renaissance for music technology. The fact that guys like SSL and Isotope and stuff are making stuff that actually can model hardware and that like level to make it affordable for anybody to grab a bus compressor that costs four grand for 150 bucks. That's an awesome age we live in. That's yeah. really cool stuff. Um, what's like when you were starting out and stuff, and starting to get into gear and stuff. Yeah. What was, uh, oh man, I had a question, but like, what was your, oh, um, do you have any uh, suggestions or anything? Just like how you're feeling at the time, like what you would. When I was getting into gear? Yeah, just like your general feelings of what you thought was important that you don't think is important now. Um, mm, that's a good question. Like, because uh, like I, I definitely had, I, I used to think certain things are way more important than they really are when it comes down to making a song good. Right. You know, like you think you overthink a lot of stuff Yeah. and then you, like the more you get into it and the more fortunate you get with being able to get the gear you want. Yeah. Like I found that certain things just didn't really matter nearly as much as no. I thought they were. And then no. there's almost like a defining line of like, when you're honest about that right. and cause you spent so much energy into thinking certain things were important. Right. And that's like why gear sluts is kind of a, oh, yeah. a sinkhole. It's a trap. And it's like, yeah. it's all these people thinking that certain things are important when it always gets that one person saying it's the song and right. that, you know, it always starts with the source. Right. And so that's like one example, but like, is there anything that you could yeah. share? Yeah. I think uh, it's a good question, by the way. I think that for me, what it is, is like the one thing I'll say that I feel is an attribute is, yeah. you know, I started on a laptop in my bed with no MIDI controller, just using the keyboard on the laptop to make music. And that's kind of like my evolution when I first got into like doing it for real. 
and spending so many years in the box with a mouse, I just, you know, I grew up in bands playing with live instruments and being in studios and recording and sitting behind the couch and watching the engineer work. And I just, I like that atmosphere. You know, I really enjoyed that environment and the gear for me, like we're sensory beings, you know, we have five yeah. senses and like touch is one of the most profound signs we have. So when you get to touch an EQ, I just feel like a magic run through me. You know, I feel like a higher level you know of passion. I've than never I even thought a, with, about that. With a knob on a screen. Yeah. So keep going, but yeah. I'll, um, it's, it's an, it's an emotional thing. It's yeah. intrinsic thing. And it's not like, cause it costs money. It's I'm not thinking about the price tag. I feel like I'm touching music and I'm touching art in a way that is like, it's like painting with a paintbrush, you know, it's like drawing with a pencil, you know, it just, it feels versus magical. like Microsoft paint. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even though, well, obviously those, those are horrible examples because the outcomes aren't nearly the same. No. Because in the music world, the outcomes are way more similar than using like a real paintbrush versus Microsoft they paint. Are. But the thing is, there's a challenge here is that like I paint. Yeah. Painting's very hard. And like, it took me a long time to learn the basics and I'm not very good as a painter, but it's like, I still want to learn and grow. Music's the same way with hardware. There's a huge learning curve there, but it's like, to me, it's a more spiritual connected experience and like, I would never trade that in. Like you could offer me double the money for all my hardware. I wouldn't sell it. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, it, it makes me feel like I am making music, you know, on the deepest of levels. Yeah. And I think that's part of like, I feel the same way and many people can disagree and I wouldn't blame them because I feel like we come from a, you know, um, musician background we do you know, we yeah. like playing with instruments right. and that's all these are other right. instruments are. to yeah. make music. Yeah. In this case, it's during the mixing process and right. the mastering process, right. sometimes in the tracking. Sometimes. But um, for the most part, we like banging on some strings. I like playing drums once in a while. I yeah. like that feeling of feeling the 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 um, the give of like a nice potentiometer. Right. You know, it's like right. you have to, like on your freaking API, you almost have yep. to muscle it. You do. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's not it's, easy. It's weighty. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> it's like just feeling the differences yeah. and it all, it, no, but that's like to, um, it kind of answered my question in a indistinct way in the sense that like way I attached with your answer is that I used to think it was all about the sound with analog. Mm. And you're saying that it wasn't as much about mm -mm. the sound as you thought. And no. it was more about the experience you had using exactly. it for us personally. Well right. Like, cause it's not for everybody. We're no. not condoning. Cause like, especially if you started out in like, let's say you're born today. Right. Analog's never going to be as important no, as no. it was for us. And I'm pretty damn young and it's, I just happen to like it. I just, yeah. you know, my life, I could have easily gone a more digital route, right. but I just happened to start liking analog yeah. just from like a couple you of call, pieces. Like, you're like the tail end yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, and that was just, it all starts with like cheap pieces, you know? Right. Oh, of course. Yeah, we yeah. already talked, we're not oh, going to yeah. go down this no. road. We already talked about it in the past podcast, yeah. but, um, yeah, that's a great thing to know is like you get attached for different reasons than you think. Like right. this whole analog versus digital thing gets stuck on. It doesn't sound like this, like, oh, the low end, like just isn't ever going to be the same. But right. there's a lot more senses than our hear ears that we're using when we're mixing. A lot. You should shut your eyes. Like you those, those you are the, those are the ones that can. you really, you, don't need your eyes as much. you could like get rid all the energy going to your eyes. Really? Right. You should like focus on other stuff. Your eyes but, are good in the beginning when yeah. you don't know what you're listening for. Your eyes are great. Meters and stuff but let's, like that are let's great. Let's put it this way too. Like getting to know what piece of gear you're using with your eyes closed, just because of the way the potentiometer right. feels right. Like it helps you move around. Like you Absolutely. can't, that's the thing is like, 
I just thought of this, but if you have your eyes closed in your studio, you're mainly using analog gear, you can reach around and feel your different gear because you know where it is. Exactly. I dare you to try to open up where your plugins are in your DAW you can't. and it's go impossible. to the one you want, then turn the knob you want. It's impossible. And know what you're doing. You can't. And do it like do it because I could, you know, if I had an EQ out on my rights, like the Harrisons, right? Yeah. I don't know exactly what each one does, but yep. if I wanted to, I could fumble around yeah. and mix with that yeah. with my eyes closed, yeah. never using my eyes yep. while I have it set up, right? You know? Now but, you're hitting it. Yeah. Like what, you know, what's really cool, and I'll answer the second part of your yeah. question, but when I bought the Kush Audio Electra, you know, it was, it was about a quarter of the way into my hardware buying process. I bought it for that exact reason. I didn't know what was what. It yeah. was just a big, big wide band, 40 hertz to 3K. I'm like, cool. And I got it for that reason because I didn't want to know. I was so sick of numbers. Everything in digital is so strategically laid out. And I was so like, I was reading all these forums on gear sets and all these sites, like always cut here, always boost here. And that's what I was doing. I would 1K on the kick, 100 on the kick, you know, the Dave Pensado trick on an API EQ. And that was my process for like a year. And then I realized that what if I just bought gear that I had to close my eyes where I was just guessing and man, my growth expediated, like shot through the roof. And now I do that. Like tonight when Don was in the studio, I had a mastering chain going and I was like, sit there, close your eyes and see if you can tell me what you think the chain is. And he was a being with the liaison, which gear was gear. He's like, I think this is that. I think this is that. And it's like, what a cool exercise. Like how much yeah. fun is that to like, see if you can really tell what gear is being used. What's an EQ, what's an compressor, what's doing what. So like for me, it's it's just like it's transcendental. Well, like, that I'm yeah. at a, I'm in a state of bliss when because that's how I mix. Like I don't look at the screen. I know where my gear is. I close my eyes and I just sweep and click around until I get something I like. And dude, compression. Oh my god! Like compression has changed my life doing that because now, yeah. like with attack and release. I mean, if you don't really pay attention to attack and release, you're not compressing properly. And I have gotten the coolest sounds out of my compressors. Just like fiddling with it and be like yeah. oh, a little bit more right there. Okay, perfect. And just leaving the needle, you know, and it was great. What yeah. were you going to say? Um, yeah, I've definitely known the value of keeping your eyes, like even working in plugins and stuff, just like keeping your eyes closed when you're actually adjusting knobs. Right. The thing is with analog is that you can keep your eyes closed for longer exactly. because things exactly. feel And you can familiar. jump around where if you let go of the mouse, with, you have to open yeah, your eyes yeah, to grab exactly. the mouse again. And it takes yeah. you out of it a little exactly. bit. See, the thing with analog, like what I was doing through API EQ yeah. is that I knew what was happening because I could physically touch right. both sides of it. It's right. not stereo link. So I had to physically touch both sides of it right. and adjust the frequency up and down and boost it um, on and off just to hear which frequency I liked. Yep. And if I, I could keep my eyes closed for like five minutes while I was doing that, because yeah. I didn't, I knew what band I was on, but I didn't, I didn't know what frequency I was on besides right. what I was hearing. Right. Like I could guess, right? Yeah. But I didn't know the number. Yeah. But if I was on it, you know, if my mouse slipped a little bit, like, you know, any little thing, and I might accidentally go to a different band if I had my mouse on and I was close, had my eyes closed, then I, you know, then I would get messed up. Right. It's, you get messed up a lot easier in digital. Yep. Totally. And so, yeah, these are there's good things to think about. Like, don't get caught up in the analog versus digital of the actual sound, but find out if it's just a workflow that you like for you. Totally. And I think the only comment I'll make on digital that I love about analog 
is it never glitches. Like I hate when I yeah. grab a knob in digital and it doesn't turn or it turns all the way up or something like that. Like that frustrates me so much. Like I feel my blood pressure yeah. jump when that happens. It just, it irritates me. The, yeah. There's a lot of little things lot like that too. It, the problem is, is digital is software. Oh, and yeah. that's why even digital outboard pieces I like better than me too. software because software when it goes wrong is so crappy. When you yep. have to talk to plug-in companies yep. and you have to talk to, and you're trying to make think the thing with analog is that it work once you get it out of your system right it always works always i mean you can get them repaired right yeah, you know that's, capacitors that's the go thing. bad yeah but like that's fine that's like the, they're all made with the same components right different brands of components right but made with the same capacitor you know the same they're all circuits yeah and so getting them repaired is more expensive you don't have to repair a digital but it it's like another thing is too it's like why I wanted to talk about this. Do you know about like the waves update plan to where to get the next version after a certain point, you have to actually pay for the plugin Shut again. Up. Like they don't even let you update. Like I have like my old SSL bundle, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm going to update all my stuff. And it cost me $600 to update all my plugins Just that I to have update to the current version they have. That's bullshit. Yeah. Cause I just bought like their vocal because they had like really cheap. The waves tunes actually great. I love it, it more than Melodyne. I didn't really? even know. I didn't even know it was a thing. Really? I thought Melodyne, of course Melodyne is the top of I it. I use Melodyne. I love well, Melodyne. Well, like I thought, but like I didn't even hear this before because I didn't even know there's another option. But everyone's like, yeah, it takes high end out of, like if you use a really nice mic, then Melodyne it. Really? It takes the height, like the air out of it. Really? Yeah, just the way the algorithm is and stuff. Huh. And Waves Tune doesn't do that, huh. supposedly. And um, it, uh, I've, I like it though. It's way more simple to use. Really? And uh. Yeah, it was like I didn't even tell you about it, but yeah, there was like eighty dollars for like a not like rent few. It's a two hundred fifty dollar plug, yeah. and that's all I wanted out of it. I got some other ones that I probably won't even use. That's cool, but um, yeah, and it's it's good. I'm gonna have to pay attention to that air thing. I didn't know that was an issue with yeah. Me. But the thing is, is like who's using that nice of a mic? Oh, you know? of course. It's like, I well, need... I'm going to in two days no, or exactly. tomorrow, I'm using a really nice mic. But hopefully you're not going to really have, to... well, you might just because a little bit of a vocal tune. She'll need a little bit. Well, just because that effect is good for EDM yeah, regardless. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, but just, I'm going to pay attention it's an to effect, that. You know? I'll have to shoot him over to you and have you yeah. tune him too and see yeah, what the different sounds and like. And it won't take cool. me very long because it's, it's good. And you, the thing is you can get really easy auto tune effect with it too. Mm, and you get cool. like a nice T-Pain effect. And I didn't even, like it does everything. And I was like, I'm glad I'm buying it now because I would have had an older version. Yeah. But it's still going to go out of date at some point. Right. That's so lame. But you can do, so like, if, let's say... You, Come on, Waves. It's silly. It's Come like, on, Waves. The problem is, is they have certain plugins that are amazing. Right. But the thing is, is you don't have to update them all at once. So that would be $600 for all of the but ones still, I have. But still, to charge you for an update, like on a plugin... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and you better I, be giving me a Neve pre with that. Like, yeah. you know, like something new better come there's on a, that's yeah. badass for that price. There's a slight chance I'm wrong and I have the whole situation wrong. But from what I could gather is that just to update to the current version to make sure it works Lame. with all the newest operating systems and stuff, Lame. you have to pay. That's so and that's what I'm pretty sure I saw and looked at. Because I was like, what's this? What is it trying to make me do? An update plan? Like, what's an update plan? It's like, why does it want my credit card? <laughs> you know, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, but I mean, there's other silly things like all these subscriptions and stuff. Oh, you know, can't stand that. Yeah, they just know they can make more money because, like, once one company it's good for jumps some people, over though. to it, I mean, yeah, think of the people if you're who only going to use it off. for a couple months and like, yeah, I'm done. 
as long as they have, they don't boost their prices up because of it and then make right. the one-off prices crazy more expensive. Right. As long as those stay the same and they have the subscription and they can still let you buy things one-off. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I don't, like Slate yeah. does that. You can yeah, still buy it. It's hard, almost hard to get to the, the screen where you can right. buy them. Right, because they, they don't want you to buy yeah, them one-off, do they? They want everything. I'm they like, want your money, your credit card number. I just want to pay $250 number. for yeah, a plug for sure. No, they want your credit card, bro. They want you locked in so you yeah. forget about that membership. You're like, yeah. oh, I forgot this month. I'll do the next month. Oh, I forgot next month. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they do it. Um, all right, so, so to segue back to your question on the, on the hardware, the one thing oh, I yeah. will say that um, I did learn beyond that was that everything you read online does not apply to you at all. Like I bought gear, like I still have in my rack a pair of Yuri LA4s because I read those were the best thing for guitars. Don't get me wrong, I record a lot of guitars. They do sound really good. But I don't think they're the best. I have other pieces of gear that I think excel beyond those. And that was the problem with like my education is like now like Dom knows like I will try any piece of gear that I possibly can. I want to hear it in my room. I want to hear it through my monitors. I want to run six of my personal songs through it. Three of my clients mixes through it. Like I want to hear it on every level and then be able to say, yep, this is the piece of gear for me. And I think what we do early on in hardware is we buy gear that's either high reviews, like warm audio stuff, like glowing reviews everywhere, right? pieces of gear that people talk about a lot on forums like gear sluts or something that essentially is like in a marketing thing. Like it's always on the Sweetwater like deal list or something like that. So we get all these pieces. We don't really understand how to use it and we only use it in the ways that people say. So yeah. maybe they're like, okay, make sure your attack is set to seven, your release is set to three. And we never really experiment to figure out, is this really the tone or the box for me? And I think that's what's really aided in my hardware experience and my plugin experience is like really running all this stuff through the ringer and saying, okay, I've had this for a week. I don't like it or I do like it. And then making a decision from there. And I think if, if we can all be objective enough to do that, I feel like we'll get a lot more value out of our money that we spend on tools. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing applies to you until it applies to you. Exactly. Like try it and make see if it applies to you. Totally. Don't take someone's word for it. Like that was a huge thing with me coming up is that I mean I'm always coming up, you know. Right. Oh, I'm not <laughs> I'm not All there. But yeah, like dude, when I was always. really coming up thinking yeah. I was better than I really was. Right. Um I uh would read all these forums and people's words meant they sounded like hundred people's words. Right. They had so much right. more weight than right. I feel they do now. Like on gear sluts, you see people, oh, they have 10 years on gear sluts. Right. That right. just means that they put their account right. info in 10 years ago. Right. Who knows how much they've learned in that time. Right. Like there's some people I do respect more than others just yeah. because they've always kept an even head. I don't necessarily respect their actual words and opinions better, mm. but I respect the way they attack um, they attack situations on gear sluts mm, better. That's well and said. because I know that they're more even keeled and they never break character yeah. and like get mad at people, then I feel like they're coming from a more honest place mm. so that mm -hmm. they're not well like, said. yeah, they're not like trying to make someone like just because they don't agree with them. They're like, no, I can't believe you don't like 1176. Like, right. oh man, this one dude one time said, you know what? I don't even understand why people like 1176 is so much. I just can't like understand why people like him so much. And then he just got attacked. Like you can't, you don't have right ears, you know, like what's up, you know, are you deaf? And 
it honestly took me a while like to understand why I enjoy 1176 compression. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's an interesting one because yeah. the attack doesn't go open as much as some other compressors. Mm-hmm. Oh, mine will pretty soon. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting piece of yeah, gear to no, get used totally. to. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason and it's almost like very mute compression too, right. which I just haven't had enough i i don't have a very mute compressor so it's that, it's great but like it's so funny you mentioned the very yeah. you know i just sold mine i had it yeah. for two years it that was a great example of one of those pieces where i was holding on to it for, for the you wrong it reasons. didn't work for yeah. me for the music that i'm making the clients that it's i have an amazing beautiful piece amazing but, be- oh my god dude if i was doing acoustic indie pop like rock so many different genres it would have been awesome and i know when i get into genres like that i'm gonna wish i had it back but you can't keep everything but you can you know? always like things uh, i've gotten rid of so much gear you've gotten rid of so much gear oh, in the yeah. past and the thing is is like let's say the very music expensive piece of gear right yours in great condition yeah. you got a good amount of money for it yeah. and you got a couple of great pieces for right. it that you will appreciate a oh, lot yeah. more for what you're doing oh, yeah totally and that's what you're doing and it's a very selfish but also unselfish right um right de- uh degree uh work line of work yeah it's like you can be completely selfish in what you like don't if you read something saying like totally like let's say all you ever use is an la2a right and one person says this is the worst thing it'd probably be better to say like all you use is the art pro like something that's cheaper but you some reason like like and like you are actually getting good mixes out of it someone just bashes it saying like this is just like a beginner compressor right you know like don't take you're doing a good job with it yeah don't yeah just don't take people's no, words no. like it's a, a whole army saying that you suck right it's just one person right. in their stank basement right you know with some crappy right. monitors probably right that just really don't they just or didn't even know how to use it like dude like like my my chandlers i was telling you all even the guy get this the guy that sold it to me i was like hey why are you selling it because i always ask that question because i'm always yeah. curious you know and he's yeah. like I just can't really tell what it's doing. I'm like, what do you mean? Is it broken? He's like, no, it's not broken. I just, you know, I crank the output up like they recommend. I put the mix at 100%, but I just, I really can't hear it in the mix. I'm like, huh, that's That's great. That's interesting. So I I plug it in and at like 30% wet, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, but it just goes to show this dude owned it. And he talked about it and reviewed it and had no idea what he was listening for. And yet he's on forums and some other guys like, oh man, you can't even hear that. I'm not going to buy that compressor. Like that's the opinions that are out there. It's, oh man, it's so amazing that people just start taking people's words for things so easy without face-to-face communication. Like it'd be completely different if I went to every single person, like forum posters house and went into their studio and listened to them review it in real time and be like, dude, you have the output and the input and the input and the output. Right. It's like, there's not even stuff coming out of your monitors. Like can screw here in the compressor. Right. You can't right. even hear if you have music coming out right. of your monitors. Right. It's silent. It's like, well, I don't know. You know, it's right. It's I so, think it doesn't work, yeah. bro. Still it's like, that's obviously me. an extremely exaggerated example, right. but like, but, but like, there's some reality like happens, in it. It's like, though, like, this, like the, the ignorance goes further than oh just the gear. So a lot of the further. times. And yeah. Yeah, you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. It's awesome. Yeah. It's once you get to the point where you're confident in what you believe yeah. in, and you like just always be honest with yourself. And that's why we both like meditating, and that oh, yeah. really helps with everything. Oh, yeah. It's like because being honest with your personal problems in your life and oh, yeah. like relationship Huge. problems 
and Dude. not necessarily problems, but everything. Like even if it's good, like being honest when things are going good in your life, yep. regardless of music. Yep. But then coming back to trivial music stuff, when you yep. get back on gear slush, you're like, God, everyone's just needs to chill out. Right. And you just start laughing because it's right. so silly to worry so much about whether 1176 plugins better than an analog. Right. It's like, right. Geez, get into the spirit of the music and whatever right. helps that. It's like, right. oh man. No, I agree. But that's why I think plug-in companies, you know, the huge advantage they have is demoing. You know, it's like, I don't yes. know why anybody wouldn't demo a product for a couple of weeks. It's like, <sighs> dude, run it through all your mixes. Call four of your friends and be like, send me your cracks. I don't care if it's a raw vocal or a full mix, like give it to me. Let me see what this thing can do. And I mean, man, if if people really took advantage of that and were objective, you know, that would really change the game. But, you know, Dom brought up a really good point. It's like, you know, if you're not mentally sound, if you're not emotionally in good place, if you're not spiritually balanced, if you've got all this turmoil in your life and you're going to the studio to escape reality, okay, that's a drug, guys. That's that's an addiction right there. Like that's you just trying to get away from a hectic life. And I support that. I did that for many years yeah. not knowing any better. But it's like when you get to a point to where you come in the studio centered, yeah. balanced, peaceful, happy, joyful, grateful, dude, the, the product that is rendered is is a work of art because it's coming from a state of grace and purity, not from frustration because your girlfriend sucks and you're broke. You know, that's two different kinds of making music. And don't get me wrong. There's been tons of artists like Adele wouldn't be Adele if she didn't have her heart shattered. And I'm not saying like, don't be that kind of artist, but I'm saying like when you align with like grace and gratitude and presence and so many more things, you will leave the studio on cloud nine. But what did Adele do with it? Exactly. No, she was honest about it and she saying. sings it to millions exactly. of people, regardless of like whatever's, you know, if, if she, she, she was sounds, real, yeah, she was, you real can feel her, her emotion when exactly. she sings and stuff Exactly, and she happens to have a beautiful voice and she's right. like, I'm going to tell everyone about these problems and stuff. Totally. And I love her first album. Oh, it's like, they're just it's amazing. Great. It's great. Like I used to have One her first album on loop just cause it was like, it's an amazing so album. start uh, to finish yeah. every song, it, the production, the mixing, her voice, she's, all of them, she's a but, talented yeah. artist, but like, that's the thing is like you, yeah. she was honest in that approach. That wasn't her like saying, I'm going to sing because like I'm running from life. That was her singing to express herself and that's difference when it's self-expression now you're communicating like through your soul and you're reaching people on a deep deep level well let's put it this way too like artists get honest with themselves and express it vocally through an instrument right like Jimi totally. hendrix was oh, this the, is the, the reason man, like the, for he, that yeah he, he spoke through that guitar. no he was on like i watched his documentary like he has an actual documentary. Oh, he, cool. I mean, obviously he's passed. Yeah, obviously. but they um they have a they used all <laughs> recently, of his, right? They, recently, <laughs> they used all of his letters and um you like a lot of the spoken word narration was through his letters that he actually sent oh, to wow. his family, and so you get a lot of his insight. And there was a point in the documentary where I believe he was talking about how like sexual it was for him to play the guitar. Mm. Like, and I feel like John Frusciante could say the same uh, thing. Sure like after watching yeah. Blood Sugar's yeah. uh, Funky Monks documentary, yeah. like. Yeah. He even said something about uh, how if he goes and jerks off that it like impedes with his creativity because mm. it like it channels that energy in a place that it, mm. he wants to channel that energy into right. creating with the guitar. Right. Right. And it's all part of like the same system oh, for I him. It. Look at Prince. Yeah. Like, no, Prince exactly. Prince was a living incarnation yeah, There's of so that. many examples yeah. of that. Like look at all the 80s hair metal band. Yeah. Like oh, it's totally. just all, yeah. if you start thinking about it like yeah. that, like all these systems that we have as humans mm -hmm. get channeled through our art. And then, so what I was getting at is artists are honest with themselves and channel it through their right. instruments and voice. Right. Mixing engineers get honest with themselves and channel it through the gear they love right. and 
you know, not because someone else told them they, they'll like get rid of the Behringer piece because they honestly isn't doing anything good yeah, for them, yeah. you know, but then some people keep the Behringer piece because it's honestly what they go like artistically like, and they're honest with it and yeah. they're not getting rid of it because half the people say it is, you know? Right, right. So it's like, we just channel ourselves as mixing engineers and stuff through different pieces of gear. And we just, that's just part of being honest, you yeah. know? No, I agree. That's all well said. Honesty is key, man. In every area of your life, you know, with within yourself, you know, it starts there because you can't be honest with anybody else if you're not honest with you, you know? So it's like, be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror every night and ask yourself just one question. What if you like, don't know if you're being honest with yourself and you're, you're so confused you're and you're not. just like wandering the streets at night? You'll know. Like for, for somebody that lived as a long time not honest with themselves, it's very obvious when you're in denial because you avoid everything. That's you know? the thing. You though. never want to confront reality ever. It's that's like the whole psychedelic thing where people, you know how people are like, God, you just gotta do it, man, because you don't you can't see out the window until you do. You know? It's oh, like dude. because that's the whole thing with like being honest with yourself is like you can tell yourself, like, I could easily not be honest with myself and not know it. Yeah. Even though I think that I am all the time. Like I could easily, there could easily be a higher level, which there has to be, you know, believe me, I can tell you Dom firsthand after my ayahuasca experience, there are other levels, bro. (laughs) Exactly. There are more than one other level and they are awesome. Like they are In fact, the next podcast we'll do too. I I actually want to share like how that's enhanced my creativity. This is the second podcast of the night. Yeah. We've gone long. Oh, oh, we've, I know. I figured we were going to roll this over. Chop it up. The second one is just going to be. Well, the first one was all mastering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah. But I will I will share in our next podcast, I want to make this a dedicated podcast because Dom has had experience with hallucinogens and we're not like big drug addicts, but I will say guys- I've done like, them once. I've done mushrooms once. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, that's good though. Yeah. That, that, at like, least I just you've wanna, had one experience no, no, but to it's expand a, no, your consciousness. It's huge. I still know exactly how I felt during course, it. It was four years it ago. it was profound. Yeah. No, but that's because you said we're not like, just want to emphasize oh, that. Oh, I got you. I've, I've literally done psychedelics once. Okay, cool. You know? And then that's, oh, and also that's, there's a difference between psychedelics and hallucinogens. Oh, total difference. And psychedelics, you know exactly what's going on. Right. Hallucinogens, like alcohol is an hallucinogen, if you didn't know. Where you get too drunk, you know, like in Happy Gilmore, when he sees the penguin. Yeah. He thinks there's a penguin there. Right. Psychedelics, you see a penguin, you know you're tripping. And you're like, there's a penguin there. This is awesome. That makes sense. And you're not going to freak out. Yeah. You know, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, the the moral of the story that I'll get into in the next podcast is that you know, whether it's, and this is all like, we'll just say this, ayahuasca is like the the most extreme form of anything you could do Well, in you've your never life. done DMT. Oh. Uh, well, DM, okay, DMT, for those who don't know, dimethyltryptamine <laughs> is essentially the an, an active ingredient in ayahuasca that allows you to heavily, heavily, heavily go into a psychedelic hallucinogenic trip for about 15 minutes, cross into other dimensions, like really, really wild stuff. So ayahuasca incorporates a small amount of that because it's in in the potion, in the liquid, yeah. in whatever. The it allows medicine. you to process it because it's actually in everything. It is. It actually DMT is in your brain. Naturally. No, but you're it's like, producing I heard DMT it's in oranges right even. Like, oh, it's, it's, well, think about it. An orange is actually a representation of the universe because like I can talk about this all day like oranges and apples they're circular and they have the cone running through them it's the exactly how the universe is shaped it's the core yeah and it's a circle it's it's like literally a representation
representation. So it all comes through it. But like DMT is actually in your brain right now. And really the only reason you're not releasing DMT right now is because you only release DMT in your sleep state. And that's what gives you lucid dreams yeah. or the ability to like meet ex-girlfriends or see your brother who passed away or whatever it might be. That's DMT being released. The reason it doesn't happen during the day is your brain has a mechanism which says he's not asleep right now. Don't give him any DMT. So it's in you at all times. So essentially, I will share this, that having an experience like an ayahuasca experience and a hallucinogen experience, or even like learning how to meditate or like be, yeah. be quiet within yourself. I mean, dude, your creativity will explode. I'm talking shatter into different pieces because you're going to look at yourself, the world, your gear, your music, every angle of your life so differently that you're actually going to be blown away. You're the same person. Problems turn, problems turn into opportunities. Oh, everything's an opportunity. The word yeah. problem in my, my life now, I don't even know what a problem is. It's just an experience. It's not, everything's an experience. Yeah. It's negative experiences turn into learning experiences exactly. to where, you know, like, Humans are super, super durable things. Oh, way more we're than beyond we think. Resilient. And we, we never get pushed to our limits. No. Like there's very oh, few people no, no. in this world, even the extreme sports people still like people used to be pushed to the limits once in a while, you know, like Native Americans right. and like one, you know, the hunters, you know, they get destroyed by a bear or something like once in a blue yeah. moon, you know, yeah. the revenant. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, he wasn't even Native American. <laughs> no, for but, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but, uh, they're, well, you bring up a good point because like it's like we we can be pushed so much further than you think, oh, and yeah. we get our normal lives these days get so stuck in the trivial things to where once you go past the trivial right. and go back to it, you see how silly it is, oh, and that's the whole oh, yeah. thing with gear slides. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like it's you go trivial. past it right. with life things, right. and then you go back into it. And you're like, why did I even care? Totally. But it's cool because before you know, I make this comment is that like I still read. I was reading gear slips yesterday, but the thing is now in a different uh, with. A different a eyes way different yeah. outlook you like, do it for a, a different whole reason different now perception yeah and it's really cool but i'll give you guys an example of something that i thought was really cool like like i they say that the the quickest way for us to watch like what it means to be truly present or truly like spiritual advance is to watch like top top athletes like michael jordan lebron zone. james wayne Gretzky. getting in yeah, the zone they're in but the thing is is people just think they're freaks of nature or genetically you know enhanced or whatever and that's true they they do have crazy genetics that make them like superpowers like a guy like Braun. but like in this recent super bowl all right like there is no team in the history of like football that has ever come back from this deficit and like whether or not you like football or you like a guy like tom brady this man is the epitome of presence like i have never seen somebody that like i guarantee he doesn't even meditate like he might i don't know but it's like i think that he's mastered the art of like spirituality within himself through football, that this guy did the unthinkable. No team has ever come back to score as many touchdowns as he did. And if you watch him, it's not like he was just firing rockets down the field, hoping for like prayers. This guy was slow. He took his time. Every step he took, you saw him in that step. He wasn't thinking about the play before. He wasn't thinking about the fourth quarter. He was literally locked on with every single moment. And it was so cool to watch because even during the game, it's so funny because this is like a metaphor for life, is the announcers, you know, the analysts were saying, you know, Tom's wasting a lot of time out there. If they're going to win this thing, you know, they need to ramp it up. They need to really kick up the pace. And dude, he was slow, methodical, and it was literally the exact epitome of the tortoise and the hare. Like 
this tortoise crawled his way to the finish line and they won the game. And it just goes to show, it's like if you just take your time in life and you're focused on this moment, you're not thinking about yesterday or 10 minutes from now, what you can achieve anything. Oh, that literally anything. I have a great audio parallel for that. Um, mm. And that it's the same thing as like getting to know what you have, which is his situation, right. instead of rushing into what he right. thinks is gonna happen. Right. Um, getting to know the gear you have is way more important than the gear you're gonna get. Well said. Way more important. It's the present. And that took it's me what a you long, have right it's, now. Yeah, it's like yeah. you can muse over like, oh, if I just had the pendulum, I can make a better right. master. Right. It's like, well, it's not gonna give you a better master now. No. It's just no. an idea. No, yeah, totally. It's just a, a material thing right. that you don't have at your disposal. Right. You have other material things that right. you need to get to know better and be okay with the choices you made in the past to get the gear that you have now. Right. And that's right. a hard thing is like with plugins, it, it pushes that to another level because you don't have to shed as much money. Right. So you can always think that you're going to get better by right. getting new things. Right. But you have to slow the hell down. Right. Look at, down. look at what's around you. Get off Sweetwater and Vintage King. Right. Or any plugin company. Right. Right. You know, and then just look around and be like, I can make something amazing with what I have. Mm-hmm. If any time, especially in this, because like obviously if you save up for something, that's what that's another thing that's not related to the sound of analog versus digital that I love is that you have to save up yeah, for what you a get. Lot too. <laughs> and in that time, <laughs> I have cheap. I have not bought many pieces of gear because in the time it took me to save up for a piece of gear, right. I realized I didn't want it. Exactly. Like yeah. in, in like a lot of times, like you find out a way to hear it in that time mm -hmm. because you have so much time mm -hmm. and you think about it a lot. And mm -hmm. then your ideals change because you might be doing one rock mix one day thinking, man, I would really like to have a couple distressors, which I ended up getting because right. that's one of the pieces that I right. did like. Right. Um, but then you, uh, you might think, oh, I need that now. But then you get done with the rock mix. Sounds great without the distressors. Right. And then you're on an EDM mix. So what happened to the what you wanted during the rock mix? Right. You know, it's completely different. Right. So no, for sure. It's just slow down, look at what's around you, get as good as you possibly can with what you have now, and then you will grow because of that. And then you will honestly know what you need because of that. And you will reward yourself with your great stuff, with new stuff. You know, that that's I mean, that saving up thing is huge for me. Yeah. Like with the gear, like especially the gear that I've like completely bought on my own like the neve i saved up mm -hmm. so much like i use that all the time for mm -hmm. mastering and i <laughs> i spent a whole summer sit like all my money that summer went right. for that neve right and i haven't looked back since no you know and that'll be with you for years to but come. like and, and it's I, gonna be like a you know how many times i've watched the oh, same video dude. of dude. that too <laughs> it's I, I, like i do it too oh, man. i forget what it sounded like i gotta listen to dude, it again <laughs> but the thing is i will say this and this is like like a cool position to take and this is what we talk about like you know you can still be the dreamer you know you can still look up the gear reviews and watch the videos and stuff and what i do now like because i'm always looking at stuff too i'm very present i'm very grateful for what i have but like the pendulum for instance okay i've wanted this limiter for years you're filling years a now. gap too like because once you start replacing stuff you already have yeah and not getting rid of older stuff right when they have very similar sonic signature like you don't have an analog limiter no like me getting it i would have to like see can i get away with just having my neve limiter and right. not spend the two thousand dollars and i think the answer is yes yeah, exactly. And especially yeah. it's like my tone, you know, it's yeah. like, I just have to be okay with, it might not sound as maybe punchy as that, but I can make up with it, like with a different EQ curve totally. or yeah. it's just, you know, anything, but uh, so yeah, wide I keep open going though, but yeah. yeah. But like, here's my point is that I've wanted this thing for two years Yeah, and 
granted, I spend time each week, you know, reading gear reviews on gear sluts, watching videos and stuff like that. But what I do now is like, I read threads and I read articles. And the one thing I thought that was fascinating about the peak limiter that I never would have thought of before is one guy on gear sluts says, yeah, you know, I know people use this in the last part of their chain, but I have two and I use one in the beginning of my chain and I use one at the end. And I started looking that up. I'm like, why would somebody do that? And then I came across a tape op article and the tape op article said that anytime you use like everybody on a mix bus, for instance, or a master, one of the first plugins is either subtractive EQ and then a compressor. And the compressor is having to work really hard to grab all these peaks and you're gonna get this jumpiness and the compressor is gonna be overworked. If you put a peak limiter before a compressor, it's going to smooth yep. out the compression and the compression is going to work so much more effectively. And to me, I was like, Psh, I never thought of that. You know, that makes so much sense. That's why people cascade brush and short attack here than long attack. And to me, learning that bit of knowledge six months ago when I read that changed the entire way I used all the gear I have now. That's the 1176 into a LA2A trick. Exactly. Um, you put the, yeah, you have the yeah, fast same 1176. Yeah. And then the smooth um, opto yeah. to smooth it out. And then, yeah. But if the opto's racking all those peaks, you know, it's just going to exactly. be a little different. It's just might just not be as professional sounding. Right. You know, like, that's a common thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I mean, not super common, but that's a great trick. Well, it's, is, it's, it's, it's pretty well reviewed. Yeah. Like people have used it, but I, I was saying like, cause you make a great point too. That's one of the best vocal chains and that's like a historic one. LA2E vice versa. But yeah. like, it was cool to like research a piece of gear. And that's what I'm trying to stress is like, if you're really obsessed with like, you want to get a Kush UBK fat. So like, let's say you got the Kush UBK one plugin. You're like, oh, I love the plugin. I want to get the hardware. Read about it. Read what people are doing with it. And then go back to your plugin and try those techniques. Mm. Go to a different compressor and try those techniques. You know, make use of the knowledge now. Yeah. And then when the time comes for you to manifest that, which you will if you really want to, you're going to have a wealth of experience with all these tr like practices. And you're going to maximize this compressor because you've been using all these different techniques with what you have in the moment. Exactly. Like I have a LA2A clone. That's a great clone, you know, by the way. way. It sounds amazing. sounds amazing. Stam just does good stuff. They you know, do but, good stuff. Um, it's uh, way cheaper than an actual LA2A, yeah. but I don't have, I, I mean, I do have distressors, which I could use, but for instance, like with the Shadow Hills, it has that limit mode. Mm. Sometimes I'll put it on the limit mode, the eight to one mode, and put it before the LA2A, if, mm. you know, and just to yep. test it out if I yeah. like it better, because it's cleaner. Yeah. Well, distressors actually, I mean- The dresser's the cleanest. Well, you know what's funny? Because it's solid state. Well, it's just funny because- Distressors are actually super, super clean. They are. They can super just clean. also be super, super exactly. dirty. That's it's like what's cool it's hard them. to grab, like get grips. Is like when you first start messing with them, you're like, these aren't as crazy as like everyone says. No. But then you start getting the, the saturation modes in the mm -hmm. the nuke mode, obviously, and stuff, yeah. and just getting into more like attack. Just because there's such a thing as quick um, value time distortion. Like mm. if you didn't know that, if you can push. Um, like hard into a compressor and you have a too quick of an attack time, you will start getting distortion mm. just because of the way the compressor reacts. Mm. And this subtle distortion that you get from that tends to sound better in analog domain too. Mm. That's also another quirk of it. Interesting. So, um, but yeah, you can distort things in way more ways than you think. It's mm. not just overdoing the rails of it, which is like running out of headroom. Right. You know, so, um, but it's just, yeah, stick with stuff you know yeah I've, oh but the, yeah my thing was is like yeah i took the idea of an 1176 right 
used another piece of gear, knowing what it does, I want to take away the peaks before a slower, more yep. smooth compressor yep. so it can react better. Yep. I used what I had at the time. I didn't use, I didn't think, oh, I need this, you right. know? Right. So it's, it's just so many ways to skin a cat. So many, but I, I think but never it's about, do it. Cause that's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's more like though, like utilize your time. Well, like what is the point of being on vintage King and Sweetwater or YouTube watching three hours of gear videos and just walking. Fun. Well, it is fun. Don't get me wrong. I do it all the time too, but I'm saying what are like, you getting at, man? You're well, saying I, I waste my time. Well, we both are, <laughs> but besides us both wasting our time is like, if we walk away from the conversation, I text you for instance, I say, Dom, dude, that shadow Hills mastering compressor. Wow. If that's all I say, or let's say like, like the better maker, like that's what we're okay. on lately. You okay. Know? The better maker, yeah, the, yeah, limiter, the limiter, right? So like, like, but here's the thing is like, okay, when I, this is a great example. So when I watch the video on the better maker, a short, it's a four minute video. The product's not, not even, even out hearing yet. it. No, not even hearing it, yeah. just showing the features. Right. But what I got from that video is I thought, huh? Okay. Wait a minute. So there's a clipping mode and a limiting mode and there's a mid side mode. So I thought to myself, and this is what Dom did as soon as he got to my studio today is he put my limiter, the pendulum in mid side mode. And it's like just seeing yep. that mid side button on the better maker limiter made me think I should use my limiter limiter yep. mid side. That's the same thing is like for my cleanest master I did is I got it like one DB cleaner. Like I, I equated it to if I turn the master down a DB, right? Like that cleanliness I would get. Yeah. I got, that with it at the same level that's awesome yeah but yeah. because i put a mid-side matrix before and after right my fab filter right which is a great trick and yeah. regardless of if it was doing it the same way as like the better like i don't know how the who knows uh, yeah, yeah it still made it cleaner to me yeah like if great. the plugin was able that's to yeah, yeah so that's exactly the same thing See? is i i found out about that through the tape off pendulum review Mm. And they said that they got their big loudest master of the day mid side mode using an expensive ass Mazalek yep. side matrix yep. on their like console thing. Yep. And using the pendulum with it. Yep. And so I did it all in the box, got a similar clean effect, you know, definitely going to sound different. Right. But the effect of getting it totally. cleaner with the gear I had. To see, that's exactly the yeah. point is what we did is we wanted something. So our the kid, the inner yeah. child in us was like, oh man, a, a shiny new toy, dope. So we watch videos, we get excited about it, but then we actually gained knowledge yeah. from what we studied and applied that to the tools that we have in this moment to render a cool result. And that is time well spent. That's education, that's growth. If Dom would have just put the newspaper down or the computer down and I would have just walked out of the studio that four hours or whatever would have been wasted. But it's like we learned something, applied it, and are now better for it. And now we're sitting here sharing with you guys yeah. what we learned. And I think that's that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, because the people who made it and are making it in this business don't look at videos and are jealous that they don't have the gear no. that these people are using. No. They look at it, are still jealous, right. but then they say, right. I don't have that right now. How am I going to emulate it at this right. time? Exactly. You right. know, I mean, it's okay right. to be like, not, we're, not, you know, jealous is a hard word, but be like slightly envious or be like, oh, or just dreaming about it. Sure. You know, like, I wish yeah. I could do this with the actual piece of gear. Right. But also sometimes doing it in a different way for cheaper. Right can allow you to Absolutely. experiment and get things Absolutely. done in a different way. And then you get a sonic signature from it. So let's yep. say it's yep. not really that big of a difference, but let's say like using the Shadow Hills before the LA-2A instead of the 1176 right. just happened to be the next cool vocal chain. Yeah. 
You know, you never know. You never know. You never yeah. know what's no, next sure. going to be cool because you don't, unless you try it, you're just going to be rehashing the same stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And because things are splitting hairs at a certain point, it's okay to do things different because if that song right. ends up being popular, those trends that made oh, that yeah. song, it's gonna carry whether over. you want it or not, yep. people are going to ask you how you did it. Yep. And it's all because of the way the song was written. Yep. Not because of you. You didn't destroy the song with your mixing. All you did was make it better. Right. You know, right. and then people are going to wonder what you did just because the song was good. Right. Exactly. No, so for sure. it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, get, no. well, I guess that's the hardest part in this business is finding good stems. Yeah. Well, that's why that's a really, I, I don't want to get too into it yet. Cause it's still in the works, but I will say that I actually have been having several meetings with a couple companies the last few weeks about doing like regular remix contests with awesome stems. So if anybody out there is interested in remix contests with dope stems, like that's what we're getting to. But they're I think so dope. They're you so don't dope, even know. Bro. They're so like dope, you. You man. think we're we don't know what we're talking about, but they're we, gonna we be dope. We know what we're talking about, man. They're super <laughs> dope. Like stupid, stupid dope. That's funny though. It's like to get meta is we've been talking about all these things and saying like don't think about like don't think of people's opinions as an army of people shouting right. at you and like think of them as like the single person that they are and that everyone's voice matters as right. equally and unequally as everyone else's. Right. And we're just another two of those people. Yeah. You know? And so like we, we, but we try to take a step back from the whole thing and tell you, we're just kind of like portrayers of information, even though we're talking directly to you, like I'm talking to you right now. Right. Right. You know, totally. Um, no, we are. Yeah. But, uh, it's like, take everything we say with a grain of salt. If you like anything we say, cool. If totally. you disagree, then you disagree. Totally. Yeah. But it's yeah. Well, our approach like to like, I, I look at life, like I never want to educate. I never want to teach people. I just want to be people's friend. And like, I just want to offer perspectives that are valuable to me. Like things that I've enjoyed done right and wrong in my life. I just want to share with people and say, Hey, you do with it yeah. whatever you want. If you this want made me happy, great, yeah. So if it makes you happy, that's even better. Absolutely. Or yeah. I got a great result with this chain. Give yeah. it a shot. Or I meditate like this. Maybe you should try it. You know, whatever it might we be. We benefited from not following other exactly. people's advice exactly. Exactly. Well, I think it's okay. The way I look at advice now is like I think there's a difference between an influence and an idol. And this is like a big part of my creative process and what's really helped me grow as an artist is that like when I was 14, the first time I heard Metallica, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like that day did it for me. That day I wanted the guitar. Do you still think that? No. But like back when I was 14, <laughs> no, like, I, know that's I always was, will have I love for joking, Metallica. But yeah, yeah like, but it's like when I heard that, you know, I grew up on classic rock. I listened to Beatles, Rolling Stones, Billy Joel, Jeff Earl Toll, you know, Led Zeppelin, all that stuff. So when I heard Metallica, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then in that same week, my best friend at the time brought over 311 and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, what is this? Like, my life just changed. Literally, my whole life changed that week. What's this groove? Dude. What's this, like, not just screaming guitar? And then the next, like, week over, I heard Sublime and The Offspring, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. Like, everything that I, I, my... Instantly, I knew Besides music going to the was my and life. Spend some time alone, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. Because that happened. That definitely <laughs> happened. Um, but like, right then, everything changed. And the thing is, though, is like, like all of my life experiences have been a result of me just really enjoying life to the fullest. And like, all I want to do here 
with anybody listening is to like share perspectives with you that could enhance your life in whatever way possible. Yeah, get influence. Allow yourself to be influenced, right. but then don't idolize your influences. No. Good, well said. But here's okay, and where the idol, because Dom just touched into it, where the idol is is like when I sit down to make music, I have influences. I have a little Kirk Hammond in me. I have a little Dexter from Offspring. I have a little John Frusciante. Like like all these little pieces make up my sound. But I don't want to idolize John Frusciante to the point where I sound like him. And I think that's what a lot of people do these days is they say, I really like Martin Garrix. I want to make tracks like Martin Garrix. Like when I was interviewing singers, three of them, literally three said, oh, this is a cool song you sent me. I get a lot of flume-like stuff. I'm like, (laughs) flume-like stuff, okay? There are literally thousands of people carbon copying one artist that is an idol that is something that that now none of these people are going to be recognized being creative because they flume Kygo God, and flume. they're so brilliant because they created a sound that everyone that's the so, point like chop house and future bass but like, think about it so did the chili peppers so did nine inch nails so did the beatles like so did so many artists this is just a couple guys that created something cool and unique because they dared to be different guarantee you can hear a little bit of this nirvana in them, a little bit of that nirvana God, that's probably like one of the worst of the actual like totally real instrument music totally but see that's the thing is like these guys nirvana was really inspired um by the pixies they were really inspired by um shit i forget uh mud honey like several other bands so it's like like but the thing is nirvana became nirvana so it's like that's a that's the thing guys if your music sounds like martin garrick if it sounds like flume you're idolizing an artist too much and you're not taking in all of your influences and becoming you And if you can do anything with your music, define your sound, be an individual, create something new and exciting that speaks to you. And I guarantee people will love it because that's, that's what trendsetters do. Yeah. I guarantee. Yeah. Another thing I can guarantee is that any of the, your idols, like if you have an idol, they, like he was, like Chris was saying is that they're a mixture of all yeah, of their, all they their, have all idol, their influences. Like, even if they have an idol, they don't have an idol. They all have idols. Right. And the thing is, is that they were forced to take from a big batch of idols. Let's put them that way. But we call them influence because right. idol like is a very singular thing. Like right. you really get attached to your idol. Yes. Maybe two, but you really don't get more than that if you have idols. Right. right. There are more influences at that point, yeah, yeah. like maybe heavy influences, but you can't sound like one person no. if you have more than one influence. Right. And so the thing is, is like, if you have a distinct idol, like let's say I use Kygo and Flume as a great example because they have very distinct genres. They do. You know, and it's like, it's every time someone shows me a track and it sounds like someone that it's a popular, I tell them and I don't do it in a mean way. I say, oh, that's cool. You like really made it sound like flume or something because I want like, I want that backhanded compliment to let people know that I know where they're coming from and how obvious it is that they are thinking of this artist or even if they weren't, how clear it is that they got close to this artist. Right. And I don't listen to people that sound like my favorite artists of that genre. Like I generally have like the people who started certain genres in my iPod, you know, yeah, like totally. I love Flume. Yeah. I love Kygo. So I don't great. listen to any yeah. other future bass artists or Trop House artists because yeah. I'm just not interested. Yeah, for sure. It's like I really appreciate the how they broke through mm-hmm. in that certain style mm-hmm. and how they got started. And then I just don't really. I mean, there's some other stuff. I just don't attach myself to their music as much right. as like the original people. Right. 
Totally. It just doesn't happen. No. Like as much as I'd want to, I'd love certain singles from people. I think it sounds great. I'll like really appreciate mixing the arrangement. Like you can still make an arrangement. That's great, but it's still always going to remind me of the people I really right. want to listen to. Right. And they've always done it the long. So they always stay ahead of the game. Right. And if they're creating the game, they don't have to copy it and they're right. always going to stay um, on top. Right. You know, cause they're creating the game. Right. They're the reason why people are exactly. making it, you know? So it's, I look create at it, the game, create it. The way I see it now and we can adjourn on this yeah. is like when I used to go to like rock shows, like there was always a really specific format. There was the opening band that was probably the local band. Yeah. There was the band that was slightly big. There was the band that was like on the verge of getting big and there was the headliner and the three bands below it always sounded very similar to the artist because they all got booked for the same thing. Yeah. But you were always there to see the artist. You're like, hey, the warm-up band was, they were pretty decent, but Muse kicked ass. You know, yeah. it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, no one really cares that you're a spinoff of this other band because they're already killing it and they're already doing it really well. If anything, take what you love about that. If it's the drumming, be a good drummer. If it's how they layer their synths, layer their synths that way and then pull somebody else's drums into it and pull somebody else's vocals and somebody else's stutter edits and like fuse all those things together. And now all of a sudden, like you're something that people would really identify with. I think that's the cool thing. Don't be the warm up act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't and, be the local band. And I would say that if you want to copy something, copy it to its fullest extent and then never release it. Sure. Exactly. Like, just like really, yeah. if you want to get good at a certain style, like, right it just copy it and then, but don't release it thinking that you're going to be the next big thing. I mean, you might, I mean, you might, like, it's possible. that's the thing is like, there's a lot of these um, artists that I don't personally listen to. I'm just one person with my own tastes right. that there are tons of other chop house people or future based people that are popular, right. but they didn't win a Grammy like Flume did. No. Or is that what he won? He won is that what Grammy. it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, the trendsetters are the ones who win the stuff yeah. and they get to the top. So, I mean, you can, be fine making less money doing yeah. less big yeah. tours doing the same thing but it depends on what you want because we yeah. can't tell you what you want no if if you want to be flume and you love the dude so much that you want to make music you like can't him, be him by making his music exactly you you can be you can be you but all we're simply encouraging we're not saying don't do that yeah. we're simply saying is that like don't like we as a society are so taught to like be liked by people and we're encouraged to be other people what's wrong with you you know, what's wrong with being you and creating the music? You're like, who cares if you've got like detuned guitars that don't even go with the music? Whatever. If that's you, put it in there. You know, it might not sound great. You're going to have to work out a little bit to figure something out that works, but at least you're expressing yourself as you a know, unique individual. You know what's funny about Flume though, is that the reason why he got popular is because he decided to put out his projects that were his weird stuff. He really? was trying to do normal upbeat house music and then just for fun, he always had his like future, Look like his off tempo, weird, like non dancey. Cause it was different cool. and unique. Yeah. And then he, once he made the, the moniker flume right. and put out his weird stuff, right. then that's when people are like, Oh wow. Like we haven't heard this before. This is awesome. I love his first album. Like it's, I just, I used to, I haven't it. actually listened to a lot of his music. No, but that's fine. It's not like, really my thing. No, but like I really appreciated his first album. There's some songs on there that I'll rock climb to and just get pumped just yeah. because it's more of like. It's more of like hip hop style. You know, mm. he has a lot of rappers on his earlier stuff. Interesting. Um, and it I probably, I don't know when trap came in, but it kind of probably like started the whole trap mm. thing. Probably how it's like kind of a same BPM, mm. but um, just different feel, you know, all these genres met, meld into each other. Oh yeah, totally. But, They're um, all one big, but it was just interesting. Now. Like that's a, I yeah, wanted to say that because cool. I just remembered is that he yeah. did not ever expect his fame. No, he just put out the stuff. 
He put out everything that he put out the stuff that he was not even close to anything he's heard before. That, see, that's what I respect because like, think about Calvin Harris. That's where he started too, making new disco back when like new disco was yeah. nothing. And he created the whole genre pretty much. And it's like, now he writes pop, you know, or the people that write with him, write Pop, you know, it's yeah. like, but essentially it's like, it's the guys that do something different. Like I always go back to Trent Reznor because he oh, was yeah. such a pioneer. Like no one made industrial, dirty sounding, angry, grungy music like that. And there was a whole scene that got revolutionized because of that. So it's like, that's the thing, man. It's like people are scared about things that are different just because they don't know what they are. But if you can be bold enough to do something different, like a Froome, like a Trent, like a Nirvana, I mean, like pretty much everyone that it, you see on the top. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. All the best music ever. That like, are headlining, there will never be headlining. another Pink Floyd. Yeah. You know, Pink Floyd was Pink Floyd for a reason. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, that was good. That was that was good. I got pee so bad. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I've been trying to like hold it. That's why I didn't even get another tea. I'm like, all right, I just gotta sit here. All right. All right. All right. Peace out, guys. Until later.